Blog Talk Radio. You're a mystical man. Lead us through sacred land. In the magic, the magic of life. You're a shaman that leads all the people to Open to receive the magic like Good morning, everyone, or good afternoon. Welcome to my show, Go Within or Go Without Radio. I am your host, Daniel Gutierrez, and we have a wonderful guest here today. Um, I want to just kind of, before we get going here, touch a little bit about freedom. The freedom to do this show, the freedom to to believe what I want to believe, the freedom to walk down the street uh, and be grateful and and to worship whatever I feel like worshiping is at the forefront of this weekend, Memorial Day, which is tomorrow. And it comes at a price. It comes at a price uh, with women, uh, men and women, um, giving their lives and doing whatever it has to take to allow us those freedoms. And, And I just just want to thank all the men and women um, and families and wives and, and sons and daughters that sacrifice every day to, uh, to make sure that our country is safe. And for those that have given their ultimate sacrifice, given their lives for our country, uh, let us always remember that there is a price for this freedom that we get to live every single day, even if we don't like uh, how things are going at the present time. We're still free. I travel the world, so I know how free we are. Uh, and and um, so today, tomorrow, every day, uh, you see a serviceman, a servicewoman, a family, just thank them. They do appreciate that. I know they do. So um, I want to remind you real quick before we get going here that um, my two trips to Peru are coming up. Um, you still have you, you squeeze in maybe uh, on the trip that's going on uh, June 11th through the 17th. We'll be going to Peru, going to Machu Picchu, going to the Sacred Valley. Uh, that's coming up here in a couple of weeks. And then uh, we're also I have a second trip uh, on July 9th through the 22nd, and that's a little bit longer. It's an extra week because we'll be going to the Amazon um, to visit a shaman that is deep, deep in the Amazon. We take a ferry for a couple hours, we take a canoe for a couple hours, then we walk for a couple hours. You could just imagine uh, how cool that's going to be. But anyway, let's get to our guest today. Um, Our guest today is a pastor, a life coach, motivational speaker, certified personal trainer, writer, and proud United States Marine that was selected to serve in the very elite Marine Security Guard program where he fulfilled the duty of providing personal security for high-ranking United States political figures and foreign dignitaries. A promising author and teacher whose views on faith and hope are both unique and prophetic, Mr. Jackson is very passionate and believes in faith is a vehicle that we can all ride in. Oh, I love that. Welcome to the show, David Jackson, Pastor David Jackson. And by the way, before we get going, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for your service to our country. Good morning, Daniel. Thank you again for the opportunity. And, and I would uh, humble myself to say that, it, it, again, it is a pleasure and an honor to have served. 
and I'd like to share with the uh, listeners that today, of course, is, well, tomorrow is, uh, we'll honor Memorial Day. And uh, I was reminded by a veteran that Memorial Day is not a time of celebration. It is a time of remembrance. And for those of mm. us that have served and were fortunate enough to uh, remain alive and are living, uh, it's not a happy day or a celebratory day. It's a day of remembrance for those that weren't fortunate enough to to have lived through the battles and the sacrifices that, are, that that were necessary for the very freedom that you mentioned at the beginning of the show. Thank you for that. I, I really appreciate that coming from you because I think we lose sight of that. We lose sight that this is a memorial. This is this is a solemn time to remember those who have given the ultimate sacrifice. So thank you for saying that. You you have an interesting topic, and, and I want to just dive in. Um, what is... What is this idea? What is the second half, and why should it matter? What, what is the whole concept around the second half? Great question, Daniel. The, the second half, simply put, uh, is, a, is, an, is, is an opportunity where we took the game of life, compared it with the games of football and basketball in particular, but, but any other event or occurrence that you participate in or are involved in. And what we discovered was no matter – who wins the first half of whatever the event occurs or, or opportunity is, if you lose the second half, you lost the game. Especially in football and basketball, we know that is that to be a fact. And what that says is, in again, it's perspective. It's not what you see, it's how you see it. Because somebody might say, well, my first half was the best half. Then another person might agree or contend that their second half would be the best half. But the most important thing is to understand that no matter what it is that you're participating in and or and or are involved in, your perspective will determine what your outcome most usually will be. Is that what you mean by vantage point? Um, you have a book, by the way, it's called Life in the Second Half. Is that what you mean by vantage point determines your view? Yes, sir. Your, your vantage point or perspective determines your view. It's not what you see is how you see it. Uh, you take an example, mm. abstract art. If you visit an, a, a, a studio, an art gallery, there's a, a form or fashion of, of art that is known as abstract art. And, and the interesting thing, Daniel, about abstract art is uh, two people can see the same painting and come out with two very <laughs> different meanings. And what we'll mm-hmm. discover, it is not the painting, it is the perspective or the mindset of the individual that is viewing the painting that, determine how it, that determines how it looks. That's so true. You know, I was thinking about this whole idea of the second half, and, and if we look at sports, one of the best examples that I think in, in recent history that we could see this being in play is when the Patriots played in the Super Bowl this year, last year. To be down as far as they were and to have – I forget his name, the quarterback to, – to have him come back and win that game, he clearly saw the second half in a much different way than we did because I, I was about to ready to turn off the TV and walk out and say they lost. And, and so that was a perfect example, right, of what you're talking about is, is that, that vantage point, that perspective of we ain't lost yet. It's the second half that matters. Exactly, and, and what <laughs> – what a perfect uh, uh, example of that second half. And I remind people all the time that if people are honest, most of the people that viewed that game had already <laughs> decided that the Atlanta Falcons would win the game. I mean, it was over. And, and, but what we missed is, or what we can, can, can glean from that example is, 
Uh, the other side, the other team went in with just the, thinking just the opposite. It is not over, and that is so much that, that right. is so much uh, uh, like life. It's not over until it's over. Never quit, never give up, because just when you think it's over, if you have the winner in you that believes that you can win, that that opportunity will present itself. I share with people all the time, Daniel, that for every obstacle there is an opportunity. You just gotta mm. seek seek the opportunity in the obstacle. And all too often, we look at the obstacles in life as if it is a, a negative when in all actuality, our pain even comes with an opportunity for empowerment. Mm, I love that. Now, you you talk about something I'm really interested in because I think the definition of this will also kind of help people kind of understand that idea of looking for for the opportunity in the challenge, and that is, what is the difference between imprison or empower? Again, again, simply put perspective or mindset, your view. Uh, a lot of what you've experienced uh, can or has been uh, given to you in the in, in the form of imprisonment. In other words, uh, let's 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 take uh, your childhood, your rear. And I share with people all the time regardless of your, your background, your socioeconomic status, where you're from, the parents that you were born to, any excuse that you can come up with, let me say it that way. Uh, <laughs> that excuse is simply imprisonment. And my thing is I, I want to deliver you or help free you from the blame game, bottom line. And we see so many examples of people that blame others in their situations and where they were born, the color of their skin, and on and on and on for their lot in life, when my perspective mm-hmm. is it's just the opposite. See, I, I was born to a 16-year-old in the Deep South, cradle of Confederacy, a black male. So I can go on and on and on with excuses. Right, Daniel, right. Talking to a man that, that met Ronald Reagan. I mm-hmm. witnessed Ronald Reagan and, and Mikhail Gorbachev in Moscow, Russia, sign the Nuclear Arms Abolishment Act. Now, I just gave you every excuse why that should not have happened. Right. I love that. What they're saying and that's why is, you do what you do today. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I take no credit for it, and I don't come in a very arrogant or egotistical, e- egotistical fashion. I simply come to share with people that if you, if you too decide that you want to be the best, nothing can hinder you but you. Hmm. And you give me rules, you give me laws, you give me excuses, and I'll show you the same rules and laws and excuses that those who have succeeded have to govern themselves by as well, Daniel. Mm, so true. David, how do we find you? Do you have a website? Can you give the listeners your website and, uh, and, and your, your book, by the way, Life in the Second Half? Do they go there to get it? Tell, tell people about you, what you do, and how they can find you real quick. I want to make sure we get that in. Yes, sir. Uh, yes. To answer your question, there is a website. It is www.davidkjackson.com. And there on the website, yes, you can actually order the book there. And if you should choose to go to other sites or or, or vehicles, it's available there as well. On Amazon.com, you can get it. Uh, You can get it at uh, BarnesandNobles.com, BooksandMillions.com. And the book is available worldwide, wherever you can get a book the possibility exists for you to get life in the second half. And I encourage your listeners or anybody that is uh, graduating from high school, anybody in the middle of anything, any, any dilemma or challenge or, or you're getting a, a, a positive even, if you're being promoted, 
that is considered a second half. It's not all negative. And for those that hear the name right. of the title, again, don't judge the, don't don't judge the book by the title. It is not about sports. It's about life. We just parallel the game of life with the, with, with with basketball and football from a relative from a, uh, a relativity uh, perspective. In other words, so that you can relate. But if you don't like sports, there are some things about life that we talk about in the second half that you'll be able to relate to. For children, we've had children to read the book as young as nine and ten years old that won't that, that refuse to put it down. We've had adults, college professors, all walks of life to have read the book, and and I'm just. I can only give God the credit for the message that has come through the book, credit for it on my own. Mm. Well, thank you for that. And, and uh, please go to his website and, and or Amazon.com, wherever you decide to buy your books, and get his book and, and read. And, you know, it's funny because when we were starting the show, I told you that I, I guess was everyone, like you said, a piece of art, everybody sees it differently. And when I heard the title, you know, uh, what's in the second half, for me it was, you know, people – I don't know. I, I'm just going to say me. I'm not going to say people. But, you know, I got to 50 years of age. I'm 53 now. And somehow in my mental mind, it, almost getting to 50 was, I had I had pretty much convinced myself that that's it. It's downhill from here, right? And and you know what happened, David? It was very interesting. Is that because of that mindset, my body started to shut down. All of a sudden I had hip problems. I had knee problems. I had this problem. And and it was it was really my body was following, was following the mindset that I had of, well, you're, you're old now. You're old, right? And, and then I woke up about a year later, and I said, that's ridiculous. Uh, you know, 50, 50 is a new 20. What am I doing? And, and I'm happy to say that to date I've lost 26 pounds. My knees don't hurt anymore. My hips don't hurt anymore. I don't have any problems. I'm healthy. I'm eating good. And I'm thinking I'm going to live to 85, you know, or more. I don't know. But, but it, it, that you know, you, you said it more than once on the show already. It was the mindset, because I have people that I went to school with, the high school with. I grew up in Texas, David, so I know a little bit about the South, right? I grew up in Texas, and the people who were my age, who graduated high school with me, walking around with canes. So what's the difference? It's mindset, and I really appreciate that. And that's the way I see the second half, you know? Now, I want to shift gears just a little bit, because I, you, 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 there's, there's this idea of what spiritual and mental dead-end streets are, and I'm really interested to hear about that. What is a spiritual mental dead-end? A, a spiritual and or a mental dead-end. A dead-end in general, uh, I use, again, that analogy, uh, a parable in a sense, to remind the readers and the listeners that listen, we all make mistakes in life. And there are there are occasions when and, and the analogy went along this this manner. Uh, there was a, a person driving a car with perfect directions, and all of a sudden they decide to turn because they say because they saw others turning down. But what they omitted was the <laughs> fact that where they made the turn, there was a, a sign, a clear indicator that that said dead end street, no outlet. We've all seen it before, but because they yes, saw others turning, they made the turn as well. And I guess somebody might be able to relate to that. But here it is. When they made the turn, what they didn't realize that the two cars or three cars that were in front of them, one was going home, one was going to work, and the other one was going to visit family. In other words, they all had a purpose for going where they were going. In fact, their directions led them there. But your direction said for you to continue straight ahead. But you turn left or turn right on the street where the sign said, dead end, no outlet. And once you turn on the, the street, such is life, so much 
uh, life is so amazing and stability to give us a message. Even when it appears that we made a mistake or made an error, life sends you signals and signs and say, okay, now that you're here, I'm going to give you something for what you've done. And so you start riding and you notice a beautiful neighborhood and you notice uh, people that are home and everything just looks so pleasant. And it's a beautiful day and you ride, but as you ride further, then you, you start to see the neighborhood, the, the, the houses going down. In other words, dilapidated houses, cars sitting on bricks and people busting. Yeah, I mean, just the, the neighborhood doesn't look like it did in the beginning. And as you ride further, it appears dangerous now. You start locking doors, and you know what we do when we're in places where we don't feel comfortable. <laughs> That's right. Because we know That's we don't right. belong. And by the way, you're on a dead-end street, but you're still riding because you saw others ride. And now you realize you've gone so far, and you're a lot further than where you turn, but you're not ready to turn around. And so you continue riding, but at the beginning, where you made the turn, when you had perfect directions, it said dead-end street, no outlet. But here it is, ladies and gentlemen, and this is the point. You realize and people start flagging you down and saying, hey, Daniel, you shouldn't be here. You don't belong here. How'd you get here? And you've been riding so long because although it, it, it indicated it was a dead-end street and there was no outlet, it didn't tell you where the dead-end was. But you continued to ride. And finally, now somebody finally gets your attention and says, says, hey, Daniel, you don't belong here. How did you get here? And you look around and you come to the, come to the, the, the reality or the fact that, you know what, I made a, a wrong turn. See, I can't blame anybody else because nobody told me to turn. Nobody put a, a gun to my head and insisted that Daniel turn or that David turn. But I made a decision. And ladies and gentlemen, a lot of times in life, again, that blame game shows up. Until we come to a point where we're, we're ready to face the mirror and admit to ourselves, not what other people did, I am where I am because of a decision, because of a, de- a decision that I made. Then and only then have you come to terms with your facts. And here it is, and we're getting to the end. In life, sometimes we have to face our facts. With our faith. Let me say that again. Sometimes you have to face your faith, your faith rather than face your facts. And when you face your faith, your faith, your faith has the ability to, to override your facts. Now, what does that have to do with the dead end? Here it is, and I could have said this in the beginning, Daniel. God allows you turns. And now somebody hair is raising up on the back of the head. Oh, there he goes with that God stuff. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it does not matter what your belief system is. The five major belief systems all lead to the betterment of oneself. So there it is. That's right. So, again, you can't blame what you believe. In other words, he Catholic, Islam, uh, Buddhism, Hinduism, Christianity, those are the five major belief systems. But all of those lead to the betterment of oneself. And if whatever it is you're believing in doesn't lead to the betterment of oneself, you don't have much of a belief. But here you are on a dead-end street, and you, and you want to use the excuse of what another person believes or what another person is doing, but again, you made the turn. God allows you turn. Make the U-turn, and here it is. I've got Woo! good news. Tell, tell him. Preach it, Pastor. Preach it. <laughs> the good news it. is, Daniel, you made the U-turn. The bad news is where you turned around is not where you turned at. Hmm. Where you turned around is not where you turned at. So now you got to progress back to where you should have been because you were in a place that you should never have been. 
But that's where that second half comes in. And that's where positive perspective comes in. And that's where what Daniel was talking about a few moments ago, ladies and gentlemen, your words hold power. Your words hold power. And when you begin to speak life into your situation, that's a cliche that's in the book as well, and it it goes along these lines, Daniel. It, It simply says it begins today, it begins with me. No longer will I wait. I begin now to say because I know what I say I am going to see because there is power that has been deposited in me. So I speak life to my every situation according to how I feel, but as it is written in God's will. And there you have it. Dead end streets, but within a dead end streets, there's also, within that dead end street, there is also the opportunity in that obstacle to gain empowerment from what could have imprisoned you. And there are so many people that woke up this morning, Daniel, on a dead end street because they they they, they married they married and, and are now in a dead end. They're on a job that's a dead end street. They I mean you name the situation, it could be likened unto a dead end street. But it's not over. Where you are could represent your first half. No matter what happened yesterday, today can be and is your second half. Whew. Wow. Folks, if that doesn't get you to want to go out and buy his book, Life in the Second Half, I don't know what will. Because that was beautifully said. I've I've never, i got to be honest with you, I've followed people down the wrong road, literally in a car, because they were turning, only to find out we all had to turn around. (laughs) You know, know, and and it's almost, it's almost, human, I don't know if it's human nature, but it's like you see people going, and if there's more than two or three cars, you just follow, right? You know, wow. even when the GPS is saying don't do it, don't do right. that, right? GPS is blowing up in the car going, eh, 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 don't follow. And yet we we just, like, blind like sheep, just go. Right. Wow. that you You made my day today, David. I mean, that was beautiful. That was absolutely beautiful. I hope I don't see any dead ends today because I'm going straight. <laughs> and, and, and I mean, from 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 Daniel, certainly not from a literal perspective. And 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 there's someone right, right. sitting 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 listening to you and I, and they're getting into a literal interpretation. You're missing the point. The point is, yeah. no matter what your situation or circumstances are, there is an opportunity and a possibility that you can make it make something negative into something positive because it happened for a reason. The question is, what are you going to do with the reason that it happened? Wow. Whew. Let's shift gears for just a minute because this is something that, that I know is a big problem in our country today. Um, how do we make that shift from division to commonalities? I mean, we really have a big problem in this country right now, and I know it, I don't know if it bothers our servicemen and women or not, but it is a problem. So what, what, you, you have an anecdote for it. What do we do? How do we get to commonalities? Certainly, certainly, first of all, we have to get out of affiliation, and I think a lot of what we're, what we're experiencing now is based on affiliations. In other words, uh, now that I, am, I have a relationship, a commonality with Daniel, you could go out and do something, and because you did it, I know that it's wrong, but because Daniel did it, it's okay. That makes any sense. Mm. Uh, yep. A person that has no affiliations or no relationship with David and Daniel can go out and do the very same thing. We know that it's right, but because there's no relationship or affiliation, we say that it's wrong. Let me bring mm. it closer to home. Partisan party politics 
is destroying our country. Yep. Mm-hmm. And and because the simple reason is uh, based upon uh, three major party uh, allegiances, in, uh, Republican, Democrat, Independent, perhaps. Then, of course, as libertarians and other ones. But, for, for again, mm-hmm. for analogy and, and, and example's sake, partisan party politics, because a person is a Republican or a declared Democrat, they could have the, the answer to all of our problems. But if I'm a Republican and they come with it, it's wrong. That's absolutely, that's, that's asinine, that's crazy, that's ludicrous. Right. See, we have to get back, even in our homes, Daniel, to call it right, right, in a very in a very, very basic fashion, and wrong, wrong, regardless of who And we know what that is. That's yeah. right. And regardless of who and is we know what that is. Act, and here, here we are. Uh, political mm-hmm. correctness has destroyed us. See, po- political mm-hmm. correctness is a cold word for lawlessness. There are no more rules. There was a song in the 70s, mm-hmm. and I know you're probably too young to remember this, Daniel. <laughs> joke, joke. Uh, oh, I don't, the, yeah, the lyrics right. went along. <laughs> the lyrics went along these lines. It said, "It's your thing. Do what you want to do. It's your yeah. thing. Do what you yeah. want to do. Do what you yeah. want to do." And and you That's think right. about that now. Look at our world. No rules. Yeah. No respect. No regards. Nothing. In the military, the military was about uh, our discipline, order, behavior, critical thinking, being able to think. You know, in, in in critical situations, crisis. But again, political correctness is now challenging the military to not even mm-hmm. you know operate in an order from an order perspective. And somebody has to stand up. And again, we get out of the blame game because I can go on all day point out uh, reasons and places as to where we are. The question is, how do we get from where we are to where we need to be? Great question. Mm-hmm. Here's your answer. It begins with me. When at your position. See, we can get into we can get into situations and people that are so far removed from us. But it's amazing, Daniel, when you begin to ask members in your audience, how is your neighborhood? Okay, stop. How is your house? What does your closet look like? Did you make your bed this morning? Now that sounds so simple and so silly, but in, in the Marine Corps, the first thing that they that they one of the things that they instilled instilled in us, Daniel, was when you got out of that rack, you turned around and you made your bunk. Now, that sounds real trivial, but here it is. What that represented was if you did nothing else successful in that day, you know that you have succeeded in one thing. Mm-hmm. Is that not amazing? And it sounds so you know, simple, you know what? but we get so – It is. It is. And I got to share with you, in Los Angeles on the radio a few years ago, they asked a question what is the one thing that most successful people do every morning? Mm-hmm. And and you know what it was? They make their bed. Yeah. Everybody it's came up with everything else in the world. It was it made the bed. And I made my bed this morning. I'm thank goodness. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and 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 the challenge is I can go even further. What does your closet look like? And and here yeah. these questions are not to disrupt or to, to denigrate you. What it should lead you to is the challenge of winning at your position. See, because what you'll discover is if you start making your bed, you straighten out your closet because psychiatrists and psychologists have agreed that a, that a cluttered closet is symbolic 
to 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 depression. Right. Yeah. And so they, when you start David, to, we, to fix, go ahead. We Daniel, got about a minute. We got a we, no. It's yes, all right, brother. We got. I, I I should have had you on for an hour. We have about a minute and a half <laughs> left in the show. And I, any last things you want to say to our, our audience? And thank you so much for being on the show. You've been fantastic. You you made my day today. I I simply say thank you for the opportunity, Daniel. I I, I my prayer, my hope is that something that someone has heard or will hear uh, can impact their lives from a positive perspective. Get out of the blame game. If it, if I heard Frederick Douglass say. Uh, I read in a book where he said, God has no hands except your hands, no eyes except your eyes. If it is to be done, it will be done through you and by you. Welcome to life in the second half. Right on. And, folks, uh, find them at davidjackson.com. Have a beautiful, blessed day. And, again, thank you for your service to our country, and thank you for continuing to serve serve the world. Have a, wonder, have a wonderful day, David. Thank you. God bless you, Daniel. God bless America. 